1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Kristen Agopian Show. Shout outs from everybody here in Studio B as we connect with our now 200 plus stations coast to coast. Greetings to you all. This week's show is brought to you by Nationwide Superior Travel Experts and their amazing discount travel deals up to 70% off your favorite destinations. So if you're thinking about some travel this summer and who isn't, whether it's 10 miles or 10,000 miles away, give the Superior Travel Experts a call at eight eight hundred four three zero seven nine two three and get it for up to seventy percent off. That's eight hundred four three zero seven nine two three. Sitting here, Coffee in hand, going with pumpkin spice. Yes, it's more of a, what do you call it, an autumnal flavor for the fall. But I got it for 90% off at my gourmet grocery. This stuff is usually like $10 a pack. I got it for a buck a pack. So we're loving it. Raising it in salute to all of you in my new dollar store mug. Life is good. Okay, last week's show. Huge listener feedback to our latest Goodwill makeover home improvement projects, including the furniture, that huge TV cabinet, the designer decorator fabric, redid all of the patio furniture for about 10 bucks, and the gorgeous lamps. We got all that the furniture, the fabric, the lamps for 39 bucks, and I'm still in a rush for that one. Got sent in all kinds of cool stuff from our listeners, including the grandma who got, let's see, with $50 worth of gift cards to Goodwill. Got about, let's see, huge dozens of skeins of yarn for her nine grandchildren and a beautiful, flawless prom gown for her granddaughter as well. Prom gowns are ridiculously priced. In the real regular world. Can I please tell you? They're out of their minds. I mean, I went to prom a few, you know, millennia ago. Back in 1986. But I spent so much less than today's gowns. It's not even comparable. So to know that her granddaughter got that beautiful, fantastic Goodwill. It looked brand new. Right off the rack. The pictures are beautiful. For her granddaughter for next to nothing. Say, I think about five bucks. Beautiful. Love it. I'm on a rush from that one. Okay, this week. Let's talk groceries, and I'm going to tell you why we're focusing on this. We were talking about the habits of self-made financial success stories. These are people who have texted me, called me, uh, emailed me. I've connected with them via email and Facebook. These are people who have retired with their set goals of at least five hundred thousand in their investment accounts. Others were over a million. And what they did to get there. We're talking blue-collar workers, white-collar workers, men, women, families, everybody. You want to know what one of their top go-to moves were? And I love how this is so old school. No school like the old school. Not overspending on food. And that makes a lot of sense for me. So what is an appropriate home food budget for today's family of four? At home, I've got a family of four that we feed every day. They're wonderful. They're not picky eaters. And if you're a family of two... Just split these numbers in half. If you're a family of eight, just double them. You get the point. Okay, so who sent me this? We got this information. Trent Ham, the average grocery bill for a family of four. All right, it's amazing. Some of these governmental agencies and all the (laughs) work they do for very detailed reports. According to the USDA Center for Nutrition Policy and Promotion, that's code for they spend a lot of time getting the accurate numbers. The average expenditure for a meal plan for a family of four in the U.S. for a month was about 700 bucks for the very frugal households and up to eleven hundred dollars for the more liberal households, they call it. okay. so for a family of four, it varied between 700 bucks for the real thrifty plans and up to eleven hundred bucks for the more liberal plans. Okay, now. So I'm thinking about my numbers. In the Hagopian house, over the past month, cringing a little bit, 800 bucks for a family of four, which is just over that thrifty plan. And I wanted to lock it into gear. All right? I really wanted to lock this down. This is important. Write down your monthly food budget as well. And I'm talking about food that you spent at the grocery store and food that you spent eating out. All right? My goal, with that in mind, for the past month, Has been to take our food budget down from 800 a month, which is okay, down to 600 a month for a family of four, which is significantly better than even the USDA's thrifty plan. It was time for a go big or go home. So for a family of four, we did it. 150 bucks a week. Now, what constitutes a meal plan according to this fancy schmancy whatever? The details of what exactly constitutes a meal plan found in the USDA. All right, but you know, and it's these, needless to say, If you browse through this huge phone book looking thing of info, it is extremely detailed, which is code for wicked boring. So let's break it down. Is it reasonable? I'm looking at the low cost plans and the liberal food plans and found the only really different You know, switch up in specific food choices is like choosing the higher quality grains, for example, where we are all white bread and sometimes the wheat bread is a loaf of organic 12 grain bread at the store. That much better for you than the normal whole wheat loaf? Yeah, but is it enough to make that worth that extra cost when you are like my household and blitzing through a loaf of bread a day? I'm not kidding, you guys. The kids love their toast, especially during the summer. They're making their own breakfast at home. And we do a lot of sandwiches. We do garlic bread with spaghetti. We are blitzing through the bread, okay? So when you are saving, say... Two bucks on a loaf of bread and you're doing that every day, that adds up. That's 700 bucks a year. You get the point. So the answer to that question, countless others like it, and there's really no right answer for everyone, is going to determine a big part of your food costs. So if you're really fanatical on organic, it's going to cost you. But you know what? That's why we work to pay for the stuff that we love, to pay for the stuff that we you know we know will benefit our bodies. It's totally up to you. For me it's all about the you know, really tasty and expensive, we're big fans of the Pepperidge Farm but I do it at the local discount gourmet grocery and get it for about half off. A lot of you guys have bread warehouses near you. You can go and get the discount stuff there. At the thrift stores, I am more of a go to one store and be done with it kind of gal rather than hopscotching three or four different stores like so many of our listeners. You guys are my hero. I'm a one store and done. But, you know, and that's what ties into my next move here. Let's talk eating cheap versus eating healthy. In our house, we eat healthy, but we shop on a huge budget. And one of the reasons some people spend more on food than others could be the fact that they're willing to splurge on the organic goods, the high quality ingredients. And if you're one of those people, you may be wondering what the return on investment is for buying better quality goods and when to where to draw the line. Okay. There's a few principles a lot of money savers out there stick with in their food purchases. Sometimes they don't produce the cheapest purchase, but they do produce the healthy food menus you're looking for with no regrets. Okay, A number one, if you're used to organic, I like organic as well. But if I went straight organic for all of our fruit, I'm not kidding you guys, we can blitz through, I'm not joking, easily 10 bucks a day in fruit. I'm not joking. It could be even closer to $15 a day in fruit and vegetables sometimes if I'm buying salad ingredients. You guys are probably the same thing. Here's my halfway solution for people who love the organic. And I'm one of them. I love the organic. Some things I buy organic, sometimes not. When I can, I'm getting fruits with peels. When you're getting fruits with peels, you're peeling off any kind of pesticides that would be on there. I'm talking bananas. I'm talking about uh, the mandarin oranges. I'm talking about other stuff. Now for like apples, which we can get for 69 cents a pound at our local discount gourmet grocery, of course, you're going to expect something sprayed on there. You know what I use? You can put together any kind of a, you know, save a certain dishpan just for fruits and vegetables, okay? Just for fruits and vegetables, washing them off. Don't do it for dishes as well or anything. Don't be gross. Have one dishpan just for washing your fruits and vegetables. And here's what you do. Not some expensive wash. You just fill it up over the fruits, maybe a whole bag of apples or whatever else. Fill it with water and put in one tablespoon of vinegar, One tablespoon of vinegar, guys. It eats through everything and any kind of vinegar you've got. I've got apple cider vinegar in my house at all times for various purposes, and it works great for this. Leave it in there for a minute. Rinse everything off Let it dry on the side Of the sink on a towel And you now have Pesticide free produce That's what I'm talking about And it doesn't cost the bank Okay Best of both worlds Next Sticking with your Staple ingredients It is unbelievable How many ready-made Side dishes are out there That are effortless To make For about one-tenth The price When say you just Boil a couple of Potatoes yourself Rather than popping Some ready-to-go Microwave thing Into the microwave Do some macaroni And cheese Do some rice pilaf Do some potatoes That you just boil on the stove Unbelievable how those side dishes They have ratcheted up prices In the grocery store For something that you can Effortlessly do on your own Next up And I'm kind of going off script here I've got paper all around me One of the big things That I do every week I'm not afraid to buy Ready-made food Staying on that topic for a second My big go-to move rotisserie chicken, holy crap if if rotisserie chicken wasn't in the stores I would easily spend another four hours of my life every week trying to cook, I'm a big fan of high quality protein, I'm a big fan of keeping keeping my kitchen cool in the summer as well, and rotisserie chicken, which is by anyone's estimates, a huge loss leader in your local stores meaning that they lose money on them because they want to draw you into the store it works, I'm there, I will do rotisserie chicken easily once a week, sometimes twice a week. My kids love it. My husband loves it. I have to do no work to put high-quality protein on the table. Everybody's a winner. So don't be afraid to go after some of those items that you know are going to save you huge amounts of time, especially when it's a lost leader and it's a time saver for you. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Guys, we're going to be touching more on groceries right after this, and I want to hear from you too. Tell me your best go-to moves. Is it once a week cooking? Is it barbecuing the heck out of your barbecue during the summertime to save some heat? I want to hear from you. Find me online, brilliant More after this.
2: Sheep is small and not too steep. But best of all, is-
1: And we are back with the Kristen Agopian show with an update. I gave myself a huge challenge because it was starting to bug me how much we were spending on groceries. And you guys may be all over the board like I was with this, but I want you to do something. Go through your finances. No one else is going to see it. No one else is going to know. And add up everything that you spent on food. And by food, I mean eating out, eating in, groceries, Coffee out. I guarantee you, as organized as you are, you are going to shock yourself with how much you spent. That is your hard-earned money going out the door, and what I want is for it to stay in your pocket. And here's where we get it done. Now, in Casa Hagopian, I was stunned to learn. You look at the the USDA hoity-toity. I spent a million dollars on this report thing here. That the average family, if you're a thrifty family of four, they're spending about seven hundred a month. If you're a more liberal their words, spender out there, you're spending eleven hundred dollars a month. Most people are in between. They're between that seven hundred dollar thrifty amount for a family of four and eleven hundred a month liberal amount for a family of four. We were, I am hanging my head in shame, at eight hundred dollars a month. And I was determined to get it down to $600 a month, and we did it. We saved 200 bucks. I think I can just squeeze a little more out of there, maybe make it 250 a month that I can save, and if we do that, we're talking about three grand a year in savings, okay? How do you do it? Here's how you do it. There's two go-to moves that I do when I want to slash the food budget, and the first time I went really black belt on this was after we brought Robbie home from the hospital ages ago, my baby, back in 2007, where we knew we had to tighten the belt, right? Victor was working, I was home, I was doing the writing, we were getting the show up and running, and we had to bring down the food budget. We had the food budget down to about 300 a month. It was ninja, man. It was crazy. And now I wanted to bring it down to 600 a month. The kids are older, they're eating more, we got a lot more going on, so there you go. Now, the two go-to moves. Number one, find a discount gourmet grocery near you. They are springing up everywhere. I live about an hour from the studio. I'm out in Northwestern Chester County, PA. And even around us, we've got these beautiful, amazing stores with all of the name brands you love, everything you could think of between snacks and foods and meals and fruits and salad dressings and drinks and everything. And it is, the prices are just slashed. You'll go there once and you'll be hooked. I guarantee you, get yourself out there. The second thing we,
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: The second thing we do is eat from home a lot more. We eat a ton more, I'm realizing now, at home compared to other people. You ready for this? I got I to skip to this story because this is so relevant. Okay. So we talked about doing your primary shopping at the discount grocery. Number two, stop eating out so much. You ready for this? <laughs> This is this is what I get. As I was prepping this week's show about saving money on food, we're having a crazy couple of days at home this past weekend. I'm in my office prepping my notes for today's show. Victor's been working like a nut outdoors, getting his huge garden ready and stuff, and he suggests going out to eat. <laughs> okay, kind of conflicting. I'm typing notes on how to save money on food, and he's running into the room saying he suggests eating out, but I'm in. So we go to a local restaurant for some cheesesteaks. The kids get burgers. All is delish until around four hours later when we're all feeling sick as dogs with food poisoning. It was like a sign from God. Good Lord. Has that ever happened to you guys? Asking the guys in the studio. Yes. Really? What? Salad bars. Yep. That makes sense. Now, honestly, it doesn't happen to me that often. But I can boast that after decades of regular cooking, all right, My dishes may not hold up to Julia Child, who I adore her biography, but you can say that home cooking is far less likely to give you debilitating, truly gross, won't go into details here, food poisoning. Just saying, okay? So that's the kind of benefits I'm talking about. So here's what you do. Again, the go-to moves. You want to slash that food bill? Easily slash it in half if you're closer to those liberal amounts you're spending now. Find a discount gourmet grocery near you and then stop eating out and i'm telling you right now track those numbers you know go today go to your books see exactly be totally honest with yourself what you have been spending on groceries and extrapolate that out over 12 months maybe you're spending $1000 a month on food it's not unusual that means 12 grand a year 12 grand a year you cut that in half you are saving 6 grand a year and still eating like a king still eating like royalty and you got six grand more in the bank I absolutely love that all right I'm fishing around at all my notes here here's a big move I do as well if I am shopping in some local brand name store and they've got the fancy schmancy circulars the discount gourmet grocery I go to they are so good they are so legendary and they are so prevalent everywhere you'll find these groceries everywhere guys that they don't even need a circular. You will just hear the siren song of them calling to you like mermaids and you'll kind of float towards them. That's how great these prices are. However, for the bigger chains out there that have the advertising budget, they'll put out the circulars, pick up the circulars, and see what's on that front page. See what is reading just under the headline. See what's there on page one. And you are going to focus your entire menu around that. Is it chicken for sale? Is it ham steaks? Is it ground beef? Whatever it is. And a note about ground beef as well. We talked before about organic eating. And I'm a big fan of that, honestly. The prices on organic stuff is starting to come down, which is marvelous. And But it's still more expensive than others. The big thing about organic beef All right, they love the grass-fed beef. You know, a lot of that's out there. I simply can't afford it. But I have a hybrid solution that I think a lot of you are going to enjoy. We don't do steaks in our house. We don't have the budget. We do a ton of ground beef. Some of you guys know this. Some of you don't. When we're talking about keeping it to organic meats, all of the pesticides you want to worry about are in the fat Of the meat. So a good steak, yeah, very enjoyable, but that's where you're gonna find the pesticides. We do a ton of ground beef in our household, whether it's for chili in the crock pot, whether it's for taco meat. You will be heartened to know that not only is ground beef much cheaper by the pound, But when you cook it up and you're draining off the fat, you are draining off the vast majority of the pesticides and any kind of worries you might have. If you do a really good hot water rinse on top of all that drained beef, extra score for you. That's the kind of hybrid solution that I highly recommend. Get the fruits and vegetables with a peel, then peel off those pesticides. Wash off anything that you can't peel off with a very quick rinse and a little in your fruit or vegetable tub that you keep under the sink. You put a tablespoon of vinegar in there, let it soak. It melts away all the waxes, all the pesticides, and when you can... You know, go organic if you find the super stuff on sale. Knock yourself out. But if we're talking about feeding a family realistically on a huge budget, think about the ground beef. You're draining off everything right there. That's what I love. Next up, I got to get this in before the break because I mentioned it before earlier. Gardens not only produce very inexpensive produce, it's a very cool, cheap Hobby to fill your time too. Victor's adorable when he's out there in his garden. Can I please tell you, my techno computer geek out there gardening like Farmer Ted, it's absolutely adorable. And it's not as difficult as you might think either. And you can grow whatever your heart desires. All right. Some people I know plant only the hardiest stuff that they know will thrive in their local climate, very low maintenance, plant it and forget it. Okay. Like Chris, who sent me pictures, who is showing me another. Gorgeous watermelon garden It's beautiful When you go through When your family goes through One watermelon a day Over the summer Maybe a few a week It adds up huge She is conservatively Estimating that And I love the pictures At three watermelons a week And a few month growth period In her neck of the woods They're getting approximately $300 worth of watermelon For four bucks. I love it. Spencer's doing spinach again. They love it. And when the season's over, they cook up these huge batches of spinach and freeze it in ready-to-eat batches. And they suspect they're saving about $500 a year on that one item alone in their huge garden. That's what I'm talking about. Guys, hang out for a minute. More savings on your food. Let's slash that budget and a little date right after this. We are back with The Kristen Egofian Show, and I've been looking so forward to our next guest. You already know who it is. I've been bragging on social media nonstop for a couple of days now, but indulge me anyway. You guys know all kinds of people have been successful DJs. That's great. I know a few of those myself. We've all heard of guys who have been TV producers, who have won Emmys, who have earned a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We even know a few who have done some of the above with class. But there's only one, my friends, in the entire entertainment industry who has done it all, and that is the legendary Bob Eubanks. And he now joins us via our newsmaker line. Bob, welcome.
0: Well, thank you for having me on your show. Boy, I didn't realize I'd done all that. Wow.
1: You're joking, and I'm kidding a bit here, but I mentioned that I was bragging about having you on the air. People from all, we've got about 200 stations coast to coast, every one of them, station managers, listeners, people on Facebook, flipped out. Every demographic, everyone, everywhere, my social media kind of melted. You are so beloved. And now we're coming out of coronavirus, all kinds of headlines to keep up with. We've got a gorgeous summer ahead here. How's everybody doing in your neck of the woods? And what have you been up to?
0: Well, you know what? Everybody's doing better in my neck of the woods, if you will. Uh, You know, And thank you for mentioning my career. I've had such a wonderful career. And what I've decided that I wanted to do, you know, God works in strange ways, is I want to help people live better. And I found a way to do that by accident, really. You know, I was in the rodeo world for a long time. Most people don't know that. But I had both hips replaced. I had back surgery. And I was walking bent over and I was falling down. And which, by the way, falling down is the biggest cause of declining health for seniors. My son's soccer coach, Dan Metcalf, said, come over to my house and work out. And so I did. And Over the next month or so, he invented what is the 60-up balance board. And, Kristen, it changed my life in a very short period of time. I'm walking up straight now, put my pants on without sitting down. I'm playing golf. So that's what I want to do now. I just want to help people live better.
1: And you've got such a platform with that. When I found out, I was able to interview you. My first thought, of course, went straight to the newlywed game, and so many others did on social media. But you've got fans out there from every walk of life because you have touched so many lives with all of your various pursuits. You talked about the rodeoing, which dazzles me. That is very, very cool stuff. The newlywed game, you've got your book. And you've got people out there, again, when I was bragging about having you on, they're saying, oh, my God, he was a speaker at my friend's company conference. He was saying, you know, I love him on the Tournament of Roses parade on New Year's. You are everywhere, and you've been the promoter behind some of today's biggest names as well. And because that wasn't quite enough to fill your time, I guess you've also written a book, which sounds fantastic. Tell our listeners a bit about that and where we can all get our hands on it.
0: I'm writing a new one right now. It's called Short Stories About Big People. It's so much fun because I got so many stories. Really excited about the new book, Short Stories About Big People.
1: That's awesome stuff. And that's the kind of book that we need nowadays. The news is just insane. You've got, and and there's so many different news outlets out there. They're all screaming woe and gloom and everything else going on out there when there is so much good news and great stories out there to share. What gave you the idea to write the new book? What was your big inspiration for it? I am
0: just—I uh, was thinking about, you know, I, I would sit around with a bunch of guys, and they'd say, well, tell me a story. Well, tell me a story. And then I was doing an <laughs> article for a magazine, short stories about big people, and I got a lot of comment on it. But I have some great stories. I'll tell you a quick Paul McCartney story, okay? In 1965, they wanted to meet Elvis Presley. So they went over to Elvis's house And they're sitting there waiting for him to come downstairs. And McCartney had something in his hand he had never seen before. It was a little plastic thing that if you pointed it at the television, it would change the channel. (laughs) And he was mesmerized by it.
1: That is awesome. I mean, think about all the stuff. That we knew when we were younger, that was like, you know, the big technology at the time. We had the same thing going on in our house. We thought that that was the end-all, be-all of human achievement. Like, I do not have to get up to change a channel anymore. That was big news in our house. I hear you exactly. That's hilarious to me. And we were talking... You were talking earlier about something I want to retouch on, switching gears just a smidge back to where we were. Like, so many... In their 60s and older, my husband's getting up on that age. We got a lot of friends and family in that age group as well. You've got a lot of people out there who are really focused on keeping their health in tip-top condition. I mean, again, we're coming out of coronavirus. Keeping your health in tip-top shape is, is again, a new focus for a lot of us out there. And like you briefly mentioned, and you're being very modest about this, one of the most common ailments and one that you're helping people with, the common ailments of people of all ages, but especially our older generation, is balance issues. It's honestly far more prevalent than a lot of your it's, fans and a lot of our listeners would think. And up until now, a lot of people who experienced it would put the brakes on their to-do lists, you know, on travel, on golf.
0: It's the number one cause of declining health for seniors, and that's balance I read an article the other day, Christian, that said that if you have good balance, you can increase your life expectancy by as much as eight
1: years. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, I totally can. You know why? Because it's a ripple effect. It's the ripple effect of balance. If you feel like you don't have it. You're not going to get up and go out and travel and go outside and, you know, hang out with friends and walk places. That makes perfect sense to me. What got you hooked on that? You said a friend mentioned that to you? That sounds amazing. Where can we get our hands on one of those?
0: Well, the 60 Up Balance Board system has changed my life, and it will change the lives of anybody who is having balance issues. And it's just so wonderful, and I'm helping people now but the balance board, it comes with a DVD with a complete three-week workout, and there also there's over 200 free workout classes on YouTube and live classes on Facebook every morning, Monday through Friday, and it's easy to put together, easy to take apart it's safe you know normally it retails for 349.95 but we've knocked a hundred dollars off of that and people who listen oh. to you will get another ten dollars off so you get the board you get the DVD you get a mat shipping and handling and a 30-day money back guarantee and it's only 239.95 and it will change your life you're having balance issues that
1: is fantastic you know what I love best about that and this is something I've harped on before you and I've never talked about this before but and I'm a huge fan and a huge I'm feeling very blessed that we live in this age of all these great pharmaceutical breakthroughs. But when you can have a huge breakthrough like this, that's going to impact so many, not just in this country, but worldwide, includes no drugs, no pharmaceuticals, just a very common sense. Anybody can do it. It makes it much less intimidating. It makes it, it makes people much more eager to give it a try and to see the fantastic results that you've seen as well. This is an amazing accomplishment. This is tremendous on so many levels.
0: I'm so thrilled about it. You can, you can get on the board and work out Watching television, for crying out loud.
1: With our remotes. I mean,
0: it's just uh, Dan Metcalf, my friend who invented it, uh, he's a genius at what he did because... It's helping so many people. Doctors, physical therapists are using it, and there's nothing else out there like it. And it's safe. You can you can put the board together in less than a minute and take it apart in less than a minute. I'm just so thrilled to be able to help people.
1: That is fantastic. Isn't it handy as well, having those genius friends in the Rolodex? Don't they make us look awesome? I mean, just being able to say that I know this person who created this thing, it's a huge boost. You gotta love that.
0: Well, let me tell you about the person that created it. His name is Dan Metcalf. And Dan currently has... 36 professional soccer players Whoa. playing worldwide that he's trained.
1: Unbelievable.
0: And so he's really very special individual. He invented this for me. Oh, wow. And it helped me so quickly that we decided that we wanted to help a lot of people. And that's what we've done with it. It's the 60Up. And if you go to 60Up.com. Excellent. 60Up.com, and uh, it comes with a DVD, with a workout, with all kinds of free classes. It's just fabulous.
1: I love that. Imagine all the people you're about to help with this, all the people whose lives you've impacted over the decades, and now you're starting this new chapter with the book coming up and this fantastic item. This is wonderful stuff. I knew the time was going to fly. I now have... A huge ask of you, one of your biggest fans for decades and a great friend of our show, a wonderful lady named Bev Schlotty is listening in from South Dakota. She has a birthday this week. She absolutely loves you. Would you mind sending her like a big birthday shout out to her?
0: Hi, Bev. This is Bob Eubanks from the Newlywed Game. I want to wish you a very, very happy birthday, and God bless
1: Oh, this is fantastic. Bob Eubanks, I knew the time would fly, legendary entertainer, pure class act, now adding a fantastic inventor to his long resume. Uh, so if you fit into those categories, you are truly the best, sir. You've got an open mic anytime. Thank you so much for all that you do.
0: Thank you, Kristen. 60Up.com. Thank you.
1: 60Up.com. Thank you, back. Come on back whenever you wish. And we'll be right back, gang, right after this.
2: Sheep is small, and not too steep, but best of all. Shouldn't complain. They squeeze me so tight, so I can't take no more. They're a size 28.
1: We are back with the Kristen Agopian Show, and we're talking food. Americans spend more on food than on almost any other line item in the household budget. According to the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they live for these numbers. Uh, Nationally, a family of four spends anywhere between eight grand a year, the more frugal ones, up to 13 grand a year on groceries and going out. But it's easy to miss, you guys, because. Unlike rent checks and mortgage checks and car payments, consumers don't buy food in one lump sum every month. And in today's crazed lifestyle atmosphere, it's tough to add up. So this expense leaks out 20 bucks and 30 bucks and 50 bucks at a time. So people often underestimate what they spend. And when they finally do add it up, in an enlightened moment, they want to scream. We've all been there. So whether you already keep an eye on this or have decided to start, do it with me because I was a little mad at myself. The food budget at Casa Hagopian had edged up to about 800 a month, which is just inside that frugal you know, sort of edge that's at 700 a month. Rather than go up to you know, 1300 a month, $1,100 a month, all the other numbers per month, it was 800 a month, which was okay, but it could be better. So over the past month, I've done two things. I've shopped pretty much exclusively at my local discount gourmet grocery. Find the one near you. I've done a lot more cooking at home. You guys heard my earlier note on food poisoning at a local restaurant. A nice restaurant. I'm not even going to name it because these things happen once in a while. There are bigger headlines in the news. But it certainly hammered home the fact that while I'm no Julia Child, nobody's ever gotten food poisoning eating at home in my house. So there you go. Brag over. Next. If you're ready to keep an eye on this or if you de- you decided to start, I want you to do it with me. Over this past month, we got the food budget down for a family of 4 down to 600 bucks, roughly 150 a week, and it feels fantastic. I want to take it down a little bit more. So think about where you are. If you're a family, that usually spends about $1000 a month on food, okay? And you can take it down to 500 a month, not impossible by any stretch. That's 3 grand in the bank. When the year is done and you're still eating like a king, I love that stuff. And I want it for you. You guys are working so hard for your money. Keep it in your pocket where it belongs. All right. So again, what is the average household cost of food? About eight grand per year. This is what the average American household spends on food. Or if you want to make it easier, about 10% of pre-tax income. Say about you make you know. Say your household brings in about eighty grand per year. About ten percent of that is spent on food, a grand. And Americans spend a little more on food than they have in recent years. Over say the 2010s, spending on food ticked up a little by almost one percent of total income, and more than five hundred per year. Not huge, but still kind of noticeable. However, in the big picture, Americans spending on food. Has declined dramatically. This this really jumped out at me. This uh, particular quote: When it comes to food and cost of living, Americans today live much better than say our grandparents or even parents did. The average price of food has of course climbed over the past hundred years. As a portion of income, are you ready for this? A hundred years ago, Americans spend you know a lot less today than what we did a hundred years ago. In like 1900, most households spent nearly half. Of their annual budget on food, can you believe it? Today we spend about ten percent of our budget on food, and we're ready to have our jaws hit the floor. But back in the day, back in you know, a hundred years ago, hundred and twenty years ago, or so to speak, they spent nearly half of their annual budget on food, and it's, it's, the food wasn't even that palatable back then. Kind of blah. I read my Laura Ingalls. She's my favorite author, and I know what I'm talking about. Now I realize. With Laura Ingalls, she grew up, what, about like 150 years ago. She passed in 1957, but she was growing up in the late 1800s. But you get my point. You know, we're no longer having to spend half of our income on food, so that's fabulous. However, there's a lot more wiggle room in your budget than you might think. So step number one, be totally honest with yourself, go through your last expenses. You can either get it online, get it from your bank, get it wherever, and be very honest with yourself because everybody I've connected with who sent me the emails and stuff, they're They're looking at it and they're realizing that they really undershot the mark. They thought it was X amount of money in one month's time and they find it. It was like X plus 50%. That's the money that's escaping out of your pocket. I want it to stay there. Here's what we're doing. So do it with me if you'd like. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'm going to continue doing this because it feels fantastic. You want to have thousands more in the bank just on food alone and still live like a king? Do these two things. Actually, three things. Number one. Find your local discount gourmet grocery and make it your BFF, all right? Try shopping there for just one week and you're getting everything you need for your household food-wise from that place and see what that does to your budget. Number two, cook from home. And I'm not talking about sophisticated, over-the-top stuff. You'll never find that in my house. I'm talking about rotisserie chicken with some home-cooked sides. That's a lost leader at every grocery store in America. And it's delicious, it's easy, and I love it. My family loves it. Rotisserie chicken with some handmade sides. Not the gourmet, you know, put it in the microwave, pop it out mac and cheese for three bucks a container when you can make it for 50 cents for double the amount. Use your head. Keep your money in your pocket. So you're shopping at the Discount Gourmet Groceries. You're cooking at home, but not spending all day doing it. And number three, when you do hit the major store chains, your local, fill in the blank. There's different big groceries across America. Find the one nearest you. You've got, you know, get an idea in your head which one it is. Look up online their lost leaders for the week, the things that they are trying to entice you into the store to buy. Usually there are some meat items. Usually there's some produce items and maybe one or two of the starchy items, maybe a couple of veggies, that sort of thing. Try basing the majority of your menu on those lost leader items on the front of that circular from your local supermarket. Just try it. They're trying to get you in there to buy those lost leaders and then tons of stuff from those inner aisles as well. All right, don't do it. Get in there, buy the ham on sale, buy the chicken on sale, buy the ground beef on sale. And then another good trick, this is something that every single financial planner talks about when you're shopping for food. Keep your shopping to the outside aisles of the store. You walk in, you go off to the right, there's produce. You go a little further, there's your dairy. Go to the back, you got your deli and you got your meats. Go to the other side, you've got some veggies, maybe the ice cream and the frozen foods along that edge. Try thinking about, doing most of your shopping along those aisles of the store, all right? A lot of people also talking about people far more organized than I am. Apparently, you can download coupons everywhere on the internet. One small hiccup I find about coupons is that they're often ...for high-priced items to begin with, and even when you use the coupon, you're not saving much money. I don't do a lot of coupons. I do the lost leaders in the big chain stores. I do my local discount gourmet grocery. I'm doing cooking at home, nothing crazy sophisticated, stuff that the kids love, stuff that the spouse loves, stuff that's edible and fun and everybody enjoys it, and you're keeping your hard-earned money in the bank where it belongs." That's what I'm talking about. Guys, the time is flown. I love talking food. I love hanging out with you guys. I want you to send me your ideas as well, your best money-making moves when it comes to food. And until next week, save those pennies, pay with cash, and you all stay frugal out there.
2: Plus